Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hip Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey gang, welcome back to another superfan episode. This week we have watched below deck med season seven episode two and we have with us someone who i honest to goodness thought that we had already had on as a summer as as a summer fan (laughs) see 40 and slip as a super fan our friend summer and i realized later that it's just because we talk a lot on twitter that i feel like i know more about her below deck thoughts than most people so welcome summer hi hi hey I'm excited. And Adrian, we also found out that summer is an Ohioan too. So we've got another Buckeye crew going today. Oh yeah. Woo-hoo. The Buckeyes <laughs> are strong with this one. Yeah, it just happens. Where in Ohio are you, Summer? Sabina. It is a very small town between Wilmington and Washington Courthouse. More my side because Adrian covers like Cleveland. Anything Columbus to Cleveland, I give to Adrian and Columbus down, I give to me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of more in your area, like not too far from Cincinnati. Okay. I know exactly where Sabina is. Yep. All right. Let's get to the show though. Were you excited going into this season, Summer? Yeah, because I wasn't too excited about last season and I didn't really want to give it a chance and then this like everyone was talking about how crazy it was on social media so I checked it out and I was like okay I do really love the show and so I just gave it a chance and then this season I was like kind of glad Malia wasn't back mm-hmm. and <laughs> it actually hasn't been too bad like I really really enjoy Z me too and then the drama already this season is just pretty good so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they came out of the gate hot. And I saw people saying that the first episode was boring. I'm like, the ship's like rocking back and forth. How is that boring? Yeah, and then they're short two people and Reagan Mm -hmm. is just the laziest person ever. Yeah, I do have a friend who I met through Jason Barrett and, well, Jason and Josser's Anchor Watch podcast on Up and Adam Live. But I met Erin through there, and she seems to think that Reagan is actually not that lazy and that they're making her out to be that way. She doesn't think that she can have the 12 years in yachting and still not be at the top of her game. And so she's waiting to see some transformation. I don't know that I see that. 
where do you land with that? Do you think she's getting a bad edit or you really think she's lazy? I think production embellished her CV and she's maybe had one week experience at all these positions she's had over the 12 years and just bounces from boat to boat to kind of make it appear that she has experience but just watching her on the show you know I love a good theory no way I like that theory yeah (laughs) I really my conspiracy theory because Hannah was so close with production Mm -hmm. and she has so much interaction still with is it Nadine Mm -hmm. that I just think that they're trying to do this to Sandy. It's like, oh, you thought Hannah was bad. Let me give you someone that you're going to really That's so funny. I like that theory better than my theory that they're trying to make us appreciate Malia. Adrian, since this is your gig, are there people who have that much experience who still don't know their job or in real yachting, would they get weeded out? Here's this. There is the spectrum of experience is pretty vast. There's a lot of people who will work under a lot of captains that are not very good. Mm -hmm. And so even though technically on paper, they have a lot of experience, that doesn't really mean that they have good experience. Okay. So that's Summer's theory. Okay. You can work on a lot of different boats. And I mean, it's a red flag to me, anybody who has a lot of different boats on their resume. My situation is a little bit different because I, I am completely freelance right so for me to have a lot of different boats is actually a good thing because I'm a freelance chef in the industry but for somebody that has nothing but permanent jobs and then just keeps turning over jobs that's actually a really bad thing okay so it's entirely possible that she has a lot of experience on a lot of different boats but if she's not very good then it stands to reason that she wouldn't stay very long And if she didn't work on very good programs in order to be able to get good experience, then who cares how many boats she's worked on if she's not working under good people that are teaching her properly. So that's just my thought process. Yeah. Well, she did say that she worked private. So does that make a difference if you're working just for owners that you don't have to do how Sandy likes it and have every single toy out? You kind of know what the owner's like and it's a more casual pace. Oh, for sure. Okay. Very definitely. Because a lot of owners, I mean, I have worked for owners that when their grandkids are on board or something like that, then they like to have all the toys out. But, you know, if you're 80, then you don't need to have sea bobs all the time. I want to be an 80 year old that's sea bobbing, <laughs> which is going to be hard considering I won't get on a boat, but we'll figure it out. Well, Reagan did say she's always been an officer, mm-hmm. so maybe that could play into it too. Which also doesn't make sense because you can't just start off as an officer. Right. That is strange. You have to start somewhere and usually at the bottom. Right. But she also said in this episode that she has worked on the interior too. Oh, yeah, she did say that. She said that she's worked on the interior and that she's done some other stuff on like other positions on the boat, too. So it's her experience is not all on deck. Yeah, she did list almost every position possible. (laughs) (laughs) She's the Kama Sutra of yacht employees. (laughs) (laughs) That's foul. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I want to know what you think of the boat itself, because we ran a poll after the first live tweet we did. Yeah. 
what was your first impression? Do you like that style of boat or do you not? Because it wound up being, I think it was 51-49. It was very close. It was 50-50 most of the time. So like half the people like it, half don't. Which side are you on? I like things about it. And then there are things about it I didn't like. So it was kind of, I was kind of on the fence, but I want to say I voted that I did like it. I like the interior, mm-hmm. the deck part in the back where all the toys are supposed to go out and where the locker is. I'm like, that absolutely does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. You're not alone. And I did look it up, Adrian, because Adrian was wondering if maybe it was an Italian ship because she notoriously has problems with Italian vessels. Mm-hmm. This is actually a Heeson, so it's Dutch. Yeah. And the exterior was done by Omega Architects, and the interior was Italian, though, so you had that spot on, and that was Cristiano Gatto did the interior. Thank you for doing your homework. Hey, <laughs> every now and again, I'm a good girl. <laughs> I wanted to know, though, because with the whole stabilizer thing, which is where we started off episode two, that blew my mind. It seemed like if somebody had me design something for boats and I didn't know how boats worked, that sounds like what went on with the reasoning they gave behind why the stabilizers went out. Basically, the cooling system covers everything. And when it gets overheated, it just starts shutting down programs. Stabilizers, I would think, would be the very last program and alarms should go off before those go in my head. Right. And that's typically how it works. Yeah, that was very crazy to me. If I had been on the boat when that happened, I would have been vomiting. Yeah. There's just no way I would have been able to handle it. I actually probably would have wanted to go back to the shore and been like, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. I would have totally been with you on the same tender going back. (laughs) I could not have dealt with it. And the guests were commenting on it, but they really didn't move. They didn't go anywhere. They just kind of sat in place. I think they were lucky and seated when it started. (laughs) If they'd been standing been a different story yeah true yeah that's true but when sandy came out and billy's like yeah i was waiting for somebody to tell me what happened if z could hear where he was the bottles crashing everywhere you know that the guests had to hear it they were just either super chill or <laughs> i don't know what i would have been running for a life vest screaming for people that or they just think it was safer to stay in one spot than to move around and risk stepping on glass Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't see any of the crew members panicking all that much either. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. That just shows you the level of professionalism of most of this crew Mm -hmm. is that they weren't running around like chickens with their heads cut off panicking. Right. Because that's the time when the guests will start really freaking out is when the crew seems like they're in panic mode. And I didn't see anybody doing that. I mean, they were expeditiously trying to hold on to things and hold bottles in place and stuff in the galley but we didn't really see anybody all out panic and I think that that has a lot to do with it too especially from the guest perspective that's a good point I don't think that the guests saw all the bottles crashing and all that stuff because that was mostly interior Mm -hmm. yeah so I think that had a lot to do with it I do have a question about the galley though pertaining to that because on sailing they have the rim like a guard also Mm -hmm. I didn't really notice that on this boat and I saw on one side of the counter it had like the railing why isn't that something that would be all around the counters does it interfere with stuff 
it's possible that they do have it and he just wasn't prepared with that because he didn't expect that to happen so in the galley especially where the stovetop is usually there's little holes all the way around it uh-huh. for you to take and put in a guard oh okay that makes so sense. you can leave it in a cabinet or underneath the sink or whatever when you don't need it because it's one more thing you have to clean and it's one more thing that's in your way but if you know you're going to be doing a crossing and it might get a little bit dicey you can plug that thing in and it sits there like little it's a just a temporary railing that holds things pots and stuff like that from moving around some of them have a grid some of them just have like, cause it's an electric cooktop. Some of them just have that it goes around the outside. So some of them have a grid that hold the pots in specific place. And some of them have just a railing that goes around the outside. So it's possible that that boat has it, especially for when they're doing crossings, but it just wasn't in place because he didn't expect for the stabilizers to just give up and stop working. Right. If that makes sense. If it happened once, I'd expect it to happen again. It would have those railings up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would have them up all the time. And when Sandy did come to him to apologize, because she did go around to apologize to everybody, which was really weird because we're kind of used to her not apologizing and doubling down. And in this situation, she was apologizing for something that wasn't even her fault. There are a million and one things that I would like for you to apologize for before this specific thing. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we find out on this episode and just so people know, we recorded the recap for episode one well before episode two came out on Peacock. So we're not trying to snow anybody and watch two episodes and then release it and look like geniuses. We just really had the gut feeling that Natasha and Dave were lying. And we found that out this episode. Were you in the Captain Obvious mode or did you think, well, maybe not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as soon as she saw him, she acted like a teenage girl. and then she's jumping up like oh give me a hug and yeah (laughs) and then the whole uh cabin roommate situation and just the way they interacted and the googly eyes to each other and yeah it was obvious to everyone on that boat because they're like wait a minute why are these two acting like that and it's obvious yeah kyle's eye roll action was amazing (laughs) yes i love him so much (laughs) Yeah, totally. He was great. And per Dave's confessional, where he said she wanted me to keep this a secret because she still had a boyfriend when we were on the boat together. If that was really her plan, she Mm -hmm. was the one who was making that damn near impossible for herself. Mm -hmm. You know, she wasn't trying very hard to keep it under wraps. And so it just made me wonder, like, what did she really think was going to happen there? Yeah, and I understand why you don't want people to get a bad first impression of you. She wants to seem professional. Maybe it's her own guilt over it, and she's fictionalizing what their responses would be. I don't know, but I think the way she reacted to it, basically all he said was that it was unrequited. So for her at the end of the show to be upset with him didn't make sense to me because he hadn't really given anything away. It's not like he said, yeah, you guys are right. Yeah. She blew that out of proportion. Yeah. 
I don't know. If you're more worried about that than the relationship, then I'm not sure how long the relationship will last. Well, it'd be one thing if he was her boss. Right. Or she was his boss. Then I could see her trying to keep that under wraps because she doesn't want anybody to get the wrong impression that she's being more favorable to him for any reason or something along those lines. Like then it would kind of sort of make sense to me to keep it under wraps. But if she just doesn't want to look like a bad guy to the friends of the guy that she broke up with after she hooked up with Dave. Yeah, I agree with you. Don't go on a reality show then. Right. Don't go on a reality show where your relationship with other people will be under a microscope. Exactly. And that's the frustration. That's the same frustration I have with Housewives, Southern Charm, Vanderpump Rules. Doesn't matter. Any reality show, when people get mad that they get caught in a lie, it's like you chose to be on reality TV. People, they have no idea in this day and age. This is me flashbacks of Adam and Malia. Right. People will, they will hunt down your Instagram posts. They will form timelines. You know, the scrutiny is real people. So if you've got something to hide, just don't go on the show. Easy as that. Right. But do you have a favorite cast member that you're leaning towards? I know it's early, but do you have somebody who's really kind of pulled you in already? Besides, I know you like Zeb. Just based on appearances, when I first saw Storm, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like him very much. And then just the more they show him and the way he is on the boat, I really like him. Mm-hmm. He's a very hard worker and I actually kind of like his personality too. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I'm not sure how that's going to end up working with him and Reagan. I don't know if that's going to make him look bad or Reagan look bad because he seems to be able to self-direct, which is good, I think, since she's not directing at all. But I'm not sure if it's going to do him any favors, if it's going to make him look bad or Reagan look bad where he's stepping in. Because like Z said, at a point in a confessional, that he's confused by Reagan's management style, like if she even has one. And Storm is really stepping in and saying, well, let's do this and let's do this, which is good for the boat because it gets done. But is that going to look like he's not letting the leader lead? Or is that going to make him look better because he's willing to? Reagan can't make herself look any worse than what she already has. <laughs> I think by Storm stepping in to kind of lead a little bit, it's making her look better than she deserves, which means there might not be as obvious of an issue with her quote unquote leadership. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because he is kind of assuming the lead deckhand role. Yeah, no, you're right. He is. And she really hasn't designated that out, but it's early and she hasn't really gotten to know any of them yet to know what they're capable of. So it's kind of early for her to do that. But he really does seem to be picking up the ball that she keeps dropping repeatedly. Which I think is making her look better than she deserves, for sure. Yeah. If she's not on deck to see how they are, and what their strengths and weaknesses are, then how is she going to make any decision at all? She's just basing this off of what she glimpses when she walks by between smoke. We need to get her a ring camera on her lighter. Yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) What did you think of the guests? 
Because at first we didn't know anybody after episode one, except for Billy. After episode two, they grew on me. Where were you at with them? Yeah, I thought Billy was a bit condescending the first episode. And then I did kind of think he looked like Jughead whenever he had that crown on. (laughs) (laughs) Archie Comics, for those of you who don't know who Jughead is. Yeah, I just that's all I kept seeing when I looked at him. Mm-hmm. And I just tried not to focus on that. But I did like his partner Chris. They were pretty cute. And then they didn't really show the names of anyone else besides Billy too much. They mainly focused on him. I did think the guests were valid in their complaints on the shots because I feel like almost every drink the Tasha was making was blue. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what is the obsession with blue drinks? Especially when Billy complained about the Blue Jolly Rancher when they right. first came. Oh, and blue does tend to stain your teeth and tongue. And if you know you're going to be on camera, I don't know that blue would be my choice either. <laughs> well, it just get old at yeah. a certain point. Like, yeah, that's true. Mouth? Yep, I hear you. I was very surprised when it came to the tip. I was shocked. I was too. Yeah. Like the first tip of the season started out that way. And it's like, are they even going to be able to meet that again? Yeah. Like it's all downhill from here is what it feels like a little bit because I can't recall. I remember something in the 25, 26 range, but I think this is the highest. I know that on regular below deck, they were shooting for 30 and never really got it. They got close, but I think this is the highest ever. And I was surprised because they had so much that they could have complained about and that they did complain about, to be quite honest. Yeah, they did complain. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised by it, which, I mean, the stabilizers thing wasn't their fault, but I was glad he got his digs in on the exterior and just said, oh yeah, it was a little disjointed because I think that's, some of the stuff that can slip by yeah i did have a comment about that though real quick sure because reagan complained that she couldn't pick that suitcase up but mm-hmm. when natalia was unpacking the suitcases she had to manhandle that bag and pick it up out of wherever they had stored it mm-hmm. and she was able to do it and right. she's interior so why can't you know someone who's on deck and lifting stuff why can't you pick that up Yeah, I saw a lot of tweets about that. And the annoying thing about it to me too, was that there were only like four steps. It wasn't like she had to carry the thing all the way onto the boat. It had wheels, Yeah, but there were four steps at the beginning that she had to lift it up over. So it wasn't like she had to lug it even very far. So, I mean, it's called luggage. So you should be expected to do a little (laughs) bit of that. Well, she didn't even put any effort. She just like grabbed the handle and was like, oh, I can't pick that up. Yeah. I hate starting off the season with someone in my sights already that I'm going to be displeased with. I've tried to give Sandy a clean slate for this season and I didn't want to judge Reagan too quickly, but thing after thing kept happening and it's really difficult to not at a point like, come on, what do you do? (laughs) I mean, there's a point where there's bad editing mm-hmm. towards a person. Mm-hmm. I know that from personal experience, right. but then there's also a point where they can't make you say or do anything 
so all of those actions are still hers and it really genuinely looks like she's not doing much right but she doesn't put effort in it like when storm was floating away on the floating dock and she couldn't even stretch out her arm to attempt to catch the rope he's throwing she's just like oh didn't get it yeah still can't get it oh Oh no. That was driving me bonkers anyway. Like, can you not jump in? How do these people, I mean, I know you'd probably have to take your mic pack off and all of that, but to have them tossing it back and forth, because each time it gets wet, it gets heavier and it changes how well you can throw it. And to do that more than once, just get in, just get in the water and pull it together. You know, one of you, please do that. And preferably the one who is already on board and could do it the safest. So I don't know. Yeah. I think she's pretty practiced at the art of apathy. Yeah. I just don't get it. I can't understand wanting to do a job on television that I don't love. Right. Your situation was different, Adrian, because you planned on going to do what you loved and they switched you up last minute, but she knew what she was going in for, what she was casting for. So right, I don't understand it. Why do it? Maybe she doesn't care what other people think. Maybe she's another one of these people that's just trying to get her face out there so she can be another influencer. Because if mm-hmm. you notice when they're out, she does take some selfies. Mm-hmm. and i didn't really see anyone else taking the selfies other than her like they would take pictures together but she was the good catch on that because i didn't even look i was so caught up in the are they a couple aren't they a couple this is nonsense of course they're a couple storyline that i really wasn't watching her but i'm gonna have to go back and watch to see what she does that's a good catch summer nice yeah she did do it and then them getting Natalia and Reagan getting stuck in the bedroom or their cabin constantly. <laughs> what <laughs> is up with that? Because <laughs> no. at first I thought it was Natalia because she kind of seems a little ditzy when she yeah. asks Z, Oh, are we close? Like, <laughs> you know, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Africa. I was like, okay, not necessarily the brightest bulb, but okay. <laughs> so we start with A. That's what she right. Yeah, they're close <laughs> alphabetically <laughs> speaking, but no, not yeah. I, I don't know geography. That's like the understatement of the century. <laughs> but after that comment, I just kind of figured, oh, she can't figure out the door. But then when Reagan couldn't get it open either, I was like, okay, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be an but ongoing thing. they don't show thing. anyone else having that problem. It's just mm-hmm. those two. It might just be that damn door. Right. Yeah, it could be. Well, are there things that you're looking forward to coming for the rest of the season? I feel like Sandy is kind of trying to go back to how she was in the beginning mm-hmm. when she first started. Like, she's helpful. She's not micromanaging as much yet. That Mm -hmm. could change. Yeah. But I feel like for the moment, she's not getting on my nerves. She's pitching in. She's cleaning windows, helping lift stuff. And she's always, I can't remember, has she always helped with provisions or not? Yeah, we see her carrying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much an all hands on deck situation, but we never see Lee do it. No, absolutely not. 
You know, I feel like I'm kind of starting to like her again if she keeps up the momentum of how she is. If she starts going back into the micro immunity nitpicking when it's not warranted, right? then I'll probably be like, eh, again. Yeah. I made it through the first two episodes without being annoyed with her. So yeah, I'm proud of myself. A little pat on the back. Yeah. And she only mentioned Leah once. Yeah, a little more than once. She re- refers to the general, but I'm excited to see if a leopard can change her spots. Honestly, as much as it may not sound like it for people who listen to the podcast, I have zero desire to get annoyed every week. I really don't. I want to be entertained, not annoyed. Right. So I would love it if she can dial it back and find the happy medium between micromanaging and sleeping the whole voyage. Yeah. (laughs) We will see. I feel like she's a little bit more on top of how people are when they get back from their night out. Yeah. The next day, she's not just, especially after last season with everything that would happen and like where Lexi caught her first was like getting in her ear about everything. And so Mm -hmm. this time I kind of feel like she's observing more of everyone Right, trying not to have a repeat of last season. Yeah, I think she's trying to stay more in the loop. And I think she was too far removed last season, as much as I can't believe that just came out of my mouth because I wanted her to stop coptering. I think there has to be a balance. And she went way too far, overcorrected, and had no idea what was going on on her ship. And that's not a good look either. No. Hopefully she's found the happy medium But I just want to say thank you. I'm so glad that you are willing to come on and hang out with us. Yeah, I'm excited. Glad to be here. I love tweeting with you. I love that you support us in live tweets. We have so much fun on Monday nights, just hanging out with people who love the show. The fans are my favorite part of the show and the super fans. I mean, the recap episode We do because that's generally what podcasts are, but this part is my favorite part and getting the chance to finally see and meet you. I'm very grateful that you were willing to do it. So thanks so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And I've connected with some cool other fans through you guys too. Aw, we're building our own little community. Yeah, we are. Not just the Ohio one. Yeah, not just the Ohio one. We accept all countries, all states in the union. (laughs) Except for Michigan fans. (laughs) That's you. That's you. (laughs) I'm not going to say that one of us has to be apolitical when it comes to Ohio State versus Michigan. (laughs) It's nonsense, John. It's nonsense. If my family heard me give praise to anyone other than OSU, they would probably all have a freak out and would ban me from all family gatherings. Yeah, you'd be the same. Every (laughs) single person wears OSU for every reunion. It's crazy. Because they're smart people with common sense. That's why. Yeah. But my dad and I like to wear bingo shirts just to throw them off. Yeah. That doesn't offend me, though, because we don't play them. Right. So. No, but it does offend my family. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And now you can actually wear the Bengal shirt with pride because we've been to a Super Bowl in our lifetimes again. Well, we went when I was in high school, but we lost and we lost this time too. But (laughs) it's a good game. At least y'all know what a postseason is. The Cleveland Browns still can't figure that out. (laughs) 
That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, for the people who aren't Ohioans or completely lost in this and you're still here, we want to thank you for tuning in. If you would like to be like Summer and be a super fan and talk to Adrian and I about the show, what you like, what you don't like, it doesn't just have to be med. We can talk about any of the series and what got you into it. Write us at gangplankreport at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter if we are friends there or on Instagram as well. So thank you all for listening. We will catch you next week for the recap of Med Season 7, Episode 3. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.